Welcome to the I Love Tattooing Podcast with your hosts, Jack and Blake. Two tattoo artists and shop owners with decades of experience working in street shops where walk-ins are always welcome. So th- this is a discussion about how to get an apprenticeship and what to expect in an apprenticeship. I think we have to define apprenticeship before we have this discussion. Um, at, by looking at the government documents that we both looked at from the Department of Labor and Department of Education and, and places like that, there's legal terms involved with this stuff, uh, one of which is intern. An intern is somebody who is not compensated for the work that they may or may not be doing. It's it's sort of an observational position, and it typically lasts one to three months. They work somebody in a field to kind of see if they like it. And I presume it's working in the opposite direction to see if the person in the field likes that individual for the job as well. Uh, once Once you use the term apprentice, it appears that there's kind of legal definitions for that. And it is a paid position generally uh, where you receive structured on the job training from somebody in the field that you are trying to get into. I can remember from my own experience in the uh, International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers Union, the structure was um, A, B, and C level. And then after that, you were a journeyman. I don't know what the tattoo industry would collectively agree to as far as being reached, you know, the journeyman level of tattooer. I've seen things for time commitments and then compensation, not compensation. Um, what is the word I'm looking for? Competency where, where you can like take a test and like, yeah, you understand this stuff or you, you get observed doing something. And it's like, yes, this person knows how to do X, Y, Z task. And then there's a um, hybrid model that met, that takes time and competency to, to certify or, or, you know, indicate that somebody is able to perform the skills that they're trying to learn. The standard I think is, 5,000 hours to become a professional or expert, or I forget exactly what the word is. And a lot of the apprenticeship stuff that I saw was 6,000 hours or 36 months, which I think is about 6,000 hours of 40 hours a week of work. If I'm not mistaken, I'd have to do the math to confirm that. But I, I think the the hours of being exposed to something is definitely how you become expert at it you know as far as doing it and and observing it and interacting with people um that are doing it and learning from them so i I think that's probably a reasonable expectation uh so then i would say you know there is the internship which is one to three months of just kind of try try it out and see if you like it with no compensation then you would start an apprenticeship which would be at least a year of learning how things work all of the things in the shop sterilization sanitization that kind of stuff and then from there you would be what 
you know, we, we have kind of coined the term junior artist. So you, you would be apprentice and junior artist, and you would probably be a junior artist for one to two years, depending on how quickly you picked it up. And then you would just be a regular tattooer. Um, but every person I think would be different. Some people might be able to do all of it in a year if they were super dedicated, super smart, and just naturally took to it. But other people, it might take as long as five years. I don't know. I mean, there's these, these things aren't all laid out specifically as far as the competency training and, and testing and things like that. So I, I wish there was a kind of universally accepted process, but I, I'm not aware of one at this point. Well, sure. The individual skill and how quickly they take to something is obviously going to be a huge factor. I know uh, uh, of an artist that apprenticed for Atomic and, and in, man, at six months, that dude was amazing, you know? And then, you know, you have other people where it takes a lot longer. The U.S. Department of Labor specifies that apprentices must complete 2,000 hours of on-the-job learning and 144 hours of classroom work. Okay. Um, and it said that the required time to complete an apprenticeship can range from one to six years. Okay. And um, I, I don't know if you actually have to pay an apprenticeship. I was looking on the U.S. Department of Labor's website, and um, it, it, it seemed like there was a lot of different conditions, but maybe you didn't have to pay them. According to the Department of Labor, though, the average starting wage for an apprentice is, is 15 an hour. Now, obviously, for tattooing, it's going to be a lot different because tattooing is a commission-based industry. Apprentices aren't doing tattoos for money, so there's no way to pay them. And and paying an apprentice an hourly wage is, is unreasonable. I think some people can get into some trouble, though, because it's historically been in return for me teaching you and giving you a career. I expect some work out of you. And if you, depending on what you're having that apprentice do, you might actually have to have them pay them for their labor if you're having them do stuff in the shop stuff that you normally have other artists do sweeping the floors and and you know cleaning the glass and stuff like that that's one thing but i mean if they're at your house laying carpet that's a different that's a different matter you know yeah that's uh definitely a gray area and i know a lot of people have used apprentices for things outside of the tattoo shop historically i know that we have used apprentices to do anything from you know maintenance in the shop to remodeling and things like that mm -hmm. uh i'm not even sure of the legality of that to be honest with you but all the stuff i read did say that apprentices apprenticeships typically are paid not right. not not must be paid or anything like that but typically yeah um, and it did say that most include classroom education as well yeah yeah the department of labor says typically apprenticeship training is offered by the employer at no cost to the apprentice and if there are costs associated with the program they must be disclosed to the apprentice before they agree to participate in the program I have heard artists in the tattoo industry really badmouth other artists that require an apprentice to pay for their apprenticeship. 
And um, I've heard the reasoning be just because somebody has money doesn't mean they deserve to learn to tattoo. You know, somebody could have a lot of talent and no income and deserve it more. And I get what they're saying. However, if you want it bad enough, you'll figure it out. You'll come up with the money. I did. Yeah. No, I, I know I, a lot of other people that do. Uh, I, so, I don't think that's unreasonable to to ha to expect somebody to pay for an apprenticeship. I mean, it clearly has value. Right. Yeah. There's definite value to it. If you, I mean, you're you're giving somebody a career. I have apprentices. I've taught people, and I didn't charge them. I've never charged somebody for an apprenticeship because I'm in a situation where I want quality artists to work for the company. Yeah. And sometimes, in order to get that you got to train them, you know, that's, that's a normal thing. in 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 a lot of industries, you know, yes, absolutely. Especially something as specialized as tattooing where there isn't this kind of standard, um, either, either acceptable school or, or universal apprenticeship program that you can say, Hey, I'm certified. You know, I got my, um, credentials right here. That's not, a, that doesn't exist in tattooing. Yeah. Um, I, I actually saw online like somebody was offering advice for, you know, people seeking a tattoo apprenticeship. And one of the things it said was if they try to charge you money, run. Wow. And I don't think that's good advice. However, if there's an exchange of money, then there's definitely some legal requirements that your mentor I mean, you're paying him to do something. Yes. So you're paying for a service. They they need to actually do that. And there's a lot of legality there when money changes hands. And, and honestly, that's one of the reasons I haven't charged anybody is I just don't want to deal with that. And it's it's not it's not worth it to me, because if you honestly thought about the man hours involved in training somebody to tattoo and what we get paid hourly when we are tattooing, it would be as much as a university. Yes. You know, the value of it. So it, it's. Yeah, I, I want good staff and, you know, I, I enjoy teaching and I enjoy helping people. So the right I think, people. I think that the the person or, or whomever it was that said, if somebody's charging money, it's it's not fair because there's somebody else that maybe can't afford it that isn't getting that opportunity. I think that presupposes that the person charging money didn't already, you know, look for somebody that is worthy or that the person that has money is only being selected because they have money. I mean, you sure. can both have money and be the right person for that. Yeah. Well, I so think that I, boils down to petty jealousy. Really. Sure. Yeah. Um, I worked with a guy in, 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 in years ago and he was an apprentice and he was a excellent artist. And um, he paid for his apprenticeship. Well, his parents paid for his apprenticeship. And a lot of people shit all over that dude for that. Oh, mommy and daddy bought you an apprenticeship. It's like that just because his parents paid for it doesn't mean he didn't deserve it. It's actually pretty cool on his parents' part, if you think about it. Yeah. Back then, parents certainly did not want their children to grow up and be tattooers. You know, even mine, yeah. my, my father is heavily tattooed, is been best friends with a tattoo artist for as long as I've been alive and tried to talk me out of becoming a tattooer. 
Yeah, um, I, I I definitely think that uh, having supportive parents isn't necessarily a bad thing. I wonder how many of the people that that complained about this individual getting his apprenticeship paid for by his parents ever got any kind of support from their parents as far as like helping him buy a house or a car or loaning him money or whatever. I mean, that's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So all of that being said, how should you go about getting an apprenticeship? If if you're a, a, a an artist and and you think that this thing is 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 the thing for you, how do you do that? Well, I think traditionally the way that people get into the tattoo business is the first thing they do is go get a tattoo and understand what it is to go through that. It's you, you want your tattooer to have some tattoos. Uh, a, a wise man by the name of Timmy Tats said a tattooer with no tattoos is like a barefooted shoe salesman. Which or a skinny I thought was chef. pretty good. A yeah. skinny chef, uh, I, I, I think a barefooted shoe salesman is more appropriate. Yeah. Um, I think having a tattoo is the, you know, knowing what it is to get a tattoo by going through that is the first thing that you should do. Then you should maybe try to meet some tattooers probably by going in tattoo shops and again, getting tattooed and get to know them, see which people you kind of connect with on a personal level. It's, it's not a matter of like, Oh, this guy does good tattoos. I want to learn from him. If you're going to learn to tattoo from somebody, it's going to take you, at least a year best case scenario right so you're going to spend a year of your life with somebody you want to be with somebody that you get along with right somebody For that sure. treats you well somebody that respects you and that you respect there needs to be a a, a mutual respect between the the artist that's teaching and the the, the artist that's learning if not then it's just it's not going to work it's going to be a terrible experience. And sometimes, unfortunately, people get blinded by their desire and overlook the fact that they're mistreated or disrespected or something like that. And that's 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 a shame because yeah, some people that could turn out to be great tattooers might end up hating it. Yeah. 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 The 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 apprenticeship experience is going to be what determines what kind of tattooer that person's gonna be if they love it. And I, I think to be successful and have longevity, you have to love it. Sometimes the customers can make it difficult and you gotta, you gotta love what you're doing or you're not going to make it or you're going to be a, just a miserable fuck. And I, yeah. I know people like that. You know, sure. we have, we have a good friend that he doesn't love it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I but it's do. all, it's all he's got. So yeah, he's, that's stuck. unfortunate, you know, it is, it um, is. And he's a he's he's a grumpy dude, you know. <laughs> um, I uh, I knew I wanted a tattoo before I ever got a tattoo, but it was different for me because I kind of grew up with my dad getting tattoos, and, and right, and you know his his friend Rick being a tattooer. <clears throat> Excuse me. You had a you had um, a behind the scenes look at it. As a, as kind a, of a little bit like you, you know i just i just knew it was it was cool and that's that's really what i wanted to do and um the first place that i got a tattoo as soon as i was old enough to get tattooed i asked that dude 
and I mean, and he blew me off, of course. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was in the army. I was I was at, at AIT. So I was at a base that I was only going to be at for about four and a half months. So there wouldn't have been worth it for him to teach me. And then as soon as I got to where I was stationed when I was in the army, another guy from the barracks that saw I had a tattoo and he had a couple of tattoos and I wanted to get more tattoos. And he drove me around to every shop that was in the area, all like four or five of them. And um, then we pulled up to the last one. He was like, this is the best one. I saved this one for last. And we went in, we met the dude. I think I got tattooed on that visit. And I told him then I wanted to learn to tattoo. And he was like, yeah, no. And um, I just kept going. I was every payday once a month. I was going and getting getting tattoos. And then we were hanging out because that was the thing to do. Like you'd be driving around bored. You'd be like, oh, let's go to the tattoo shop. Let's see what Dave's doing. And, you know, we just go and hang out. And, and he was cool with that. If he wasn't tattooing, I gave him somebody to talk to. And yeah. if he was tattooing, you know, we'd bullshit with the other people there or whatever. And um, one day I heard somebody describing what they wanted to Dave, who was became my mentor. And I was like, oh, I can draw that. And he was like, really? I was like, yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll bring it back tomorrow. And I don't even remember what the drawing was. I think it was some kind of tribal thing. It was the early 90s. Yeah. I drew it. And I brought it in. I gave it to him. And he was like, great. And he tattooed the dude. He tattooed it on the guy. Nice. So then that was my thing. And anytime somebody was asking something about drawing, I would just be like, you know, hey, I'll draw that for you. So I'm drawing stuff for the guy. And I'm showing up and being like, hey, man, I, you know, you're busy tattooing. I'll, I'll bring you Taco Bell or whatever. He's like, yeah, yeah, go get me some food, you know. And uh, we just it got to the point where that dude was going to agree to teach me to tattoo or he was going to ban me from the fucking shop. Yeah. You, you kind of just started working your way in there. Yeah. And uh... I I was determined. And he told me no a gazillion times. Now, and is that what you call gatekeeping? If somebody just tells you flat, flat out no? Um, Sure. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? The thing <laughs> is, is like I anybody that asks me for an apprenticeship, I, I tell them no the first time. Yeah. Unless you've got. A portfolio full of artwork and the right personality where i'm just like whoa yeah yeah you know there's been several times where i've looked at somebody and just their attitude and their artwork and been like man this motherfucker is going to be good and, and well okay so i i agree with what you just said right there mm -hmm. you can look at somebody and and see the diamond in the rough yeah how long did it take you to figure that out because you've been doing this for almost 30 years at this point not too not too long okay um it depends on like how they're drawing like if you want to be a tattoo apprentice and you want to come in and show me some of your artwork other mediums are cool paintings and charcoal or whatever it is you like to do yeah but if you're already drawing tattoos stuff that's like if you have a grasp of you know clean lines and good composition and not every drawing really works as a tattoo and, and, and it's hard. Some people don't ever get that. They don't make it very far. Yeah. So depending on, you know, I've had a few people that showed up and it's like, you're already drawing tattoos. Right. Um, and the caliber of artists that tattooing is attracted now is, um, is amazing. I, I used to be willing to help somebody 
work on their art skills. And now, uh, I'm why? That's a waste of my time. There's a gazillion other people that want to learn that are excellent artists, and you just kind of guide them. Like, I'm not going to teach you to draw. I'm not qualified to teach you to draw. You know, I can teach well, you to tattoo. Let me ask you this. Would you say that you would teach somebody that knows how to draw well the correct way to draw for tattooing? Yeah. Does that well, count the yeah. same? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, if, if you've got it, if you are a really good artist, most of the time, sure, I can, I can teach you, you know, what's going to work and what doesn't work. I, ha I did try and teach somebody that was the most amazing airbrush artist I've ever seen in my life. Just I, think I know who you're talking about. Unbelievable. Yes, you do. His brother is a tattoo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, it was a miserable failure. Yeah. He, I mean, obviously, he knew he was a good artist. Yep. And it was hard for him to take direction from somebody. And airbrushing and tattooing are very different. And that dude, lacked the ability to make to put a pencil on a piece of paper and make a nice clean straight line he couldn't do it and i don't think he wanted i think he lacked the drive to be able to do it because that that just didn't seem important to him and it didn't work out he yeah. after much pestering and everything about wanting to tattoo himself i was like fine do it you know what i mean if you're not going to listen to me do whatever you want and he did it. And he was like, I feel like you set me up for failure. I'm like, no, <laughs> That's dude, amazing. You, you set yourself up for failure because you didn't listen. And I, somebody else in the shop, because he was such a good artist, was like, maybe I can help him. Maybe I can get through to him. And I think that only lasted a few weeks. And then the dude was gone. Yeah. You know, he's airbrushing RVs or whatever. And he was, the thing is, it's like, why do you want to learn to tattoo, dude? He was making easily six figures. Yeah. With his I, airbrush skills. I, I think that that particular kind of artwork is is even rarer and more specialized than tattooing. Now, I don't yeah. know what the demand for that is, but if you're good at something like that, like mural painting and that kind of stuff, I mean, yeah. you can make a good living at it for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I, I get it. Some people, uh, I fell in love with tattooing, the first tattoo I ever saw. And um, I get it you know like i understand like maybe that dude had that same desire uh, he certainly didn't show me that but you know whatever maybe not everybody expresses it the same way i guess well he at the time if i'm not mistaken he wasn't a young guy no i mean he wasn't a kid i mean he was an adult yeah i actually think he might have been a year or two older than me yeah, yeah. and i was probably in my late 30s then yeah so but yeah, you know, you need, like you said, you need to get to know some tattooers or start hanging out at the shop. Um, I've been asking a lot of my staff, hey, how did how did you get your apprenticeship? And all of the ones that have been tattooing, I'll say longer than like five years, they all did the same thing. They started getting tattooed. They started either hanging out with the tattooers that worked at that shop or running errands for them getting them lunch and and yeah. and just making themselves useful Did, to show that value. hey i could be an asset if you yeah. give me the chance all of them and i was also surprised by how many started out one place 
and for whatever reason it didn't work out usually the mentor just didn't want to teach them or didn't know how to teach them was all about having somebody sweep the floor but sure. not really about showing them anything and they wound up going somewhere else that that taught them you know one time i heard somebody say you learn to tattoo at one shop and then you go work at another like that was just the predetermined like natural order of things and i was like who the hell would teach somebody to go be their competition that doesn't make any sense to me at all i had to um i had a written agreement and it probably wasn't enforceable but i had to leave town D town as defined by what the city limits or yeah, like a yeah. certain mile radius from that location like what probably 100 miles oh wow okay yeah that's definitely not enforceable, but it's interesting. And that was but, probably pretty standard back then, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, that was, that was the understanding. I also paid for my apprenticeship. Yeah. If I'm going to spend the time to teach you and not charge you, I'm doing that because I expect you to work for the company. Yeah. Obviously, I can't force you, and I, I wouldn't want to if I could. I want you to want to work for us, you know what I mean? But yeah, that, that was a thing. If, if you were going to teach somebody no no artist wanted to train their competition and for as long as there's been tattooers there's been tattooers that say there's too many tattooers oh, so yeah. <laughs> you know yeah um i i agree one thing i've always told anybody that that learned to tattoo with us is we expect you to work you know three years after you finish your apprenticeship yeah and i think that's reasonable you know um, yeah unless unless there's some crazy circumstances i i know one of the guys that, that works with us now he started working with us and his ex-wife who had custody joint custody of the kids joined the navy and got stationed in another state and he was like hey my kids live there and i need to go there with them and i was yeah like, yeah okay no yeah do that man like that's of course you know, that I, I wasn't like no you you said you were going to do this you know he was yeah. he was straight up about it and we were we worked it out but he's he's back with us now and that's good yeah life happens yeah you know what i mean that those 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 things happen yeah i've had people that learned with us that you know had to move away for family reasons mom's sick i gotta go take care of her sure. or you know you know one guy is is his lady just florida wasn't for her she wanted to go back to where she was from and you know i i, I get it whatever yeah. life happens you know what i mean but besides ingratiating yourself in a tattoo shop what else would you tell somebody that's recommend that wants to get into tattooing well one of the things that i personally do when somebody says hey i want to learn how to tattoo uh, they they always say I can draw whatever you know I'm like okay cool let me see your artwork but I also want you to write me a letter that says what tattooing is to you and why you want to be a tattooer. Interesting. So you can look at somebody's art and and understand you know how, what their process is for creating that if you if you know anything about art you can see how they drew it you know the foundation of the image and stuff like that um mm -hmm. but to really see where somebody is i don't know on a intellectual or emotional level and, and like understand them mm -hmm. you need 
you need to ask some questions that are that are tough for them to answer because they probably haven't thought about it a lot and right. the answer isn't like oh because tattooing's cool like yeah i know tattooing's cool why what what is tattooing to you what does it mean to you what do you yeah. think it is and there's no wrong answer to that right and then why do you want to be a tattooer right i don't ask them to write anything down but i ask them those questions why yeah. why do you think you want to do this like do you know what you're getting yourself into you know i am training a girl right now that had a failed apprenticeship somewhere else the dude wasn't really teaching her anything and um he told her you'll never have a you're gonna get divorced a couple times or something like that was she married no but she's in a serious committed relationship okay. and and um i was like well i i don't know how true that is i was like however being twice divorced myself um you know honestly like what kind of woman wants to start a family with a dude that's never home at night or on the weekends you know they're because that's when that's when we're making money yeah and and, and tattooing has changed a lot i know you've been married to the same person for your entire career but yeah she's also in the industry yeah we also had kids before i was a full-time professional tattooer right so, right i mean yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. I, I don't think being a tattooer necessarily equals bad relationships. I, I think half the people, I think it's 50% of marriages into divorce now anyway. Yeah. Um, probably more than that. But sure, that's definitely something to consider. Like, you you know, you're, you're, it's not a nine to five job. There's no paid vacation un, un, unless there's somebody out there um offered paid vacations I don't tip typically there's no paid vacation no there's no hourly paycheck yeah i want them to understand what they're getting themselves into the time commitment the fact that they're not going to be making money for a while you know a year so you're going to be at the tattoo shop full-time and then you've got to go do some other job to support yourself or have a family that can support you a lot of them that's apprentices while they're not at work or doing uber eats or something some kind of flexible gig work something yeah. like that artwork is is important like you said i don't want to see your digital art <laughs> if you come in and that's all you've got i'm going to tell you no well i'm going to tell you no no matter what and if you come back you might get another no but <laughs> digital artwork i'm going to piss a bunch of people off is is just a form of cheating i, I need to see that you can actually do it on paper because if you can't you'll never do it on skin and if you're drawing on your ipad or whatever there's tools that correct your line work to make it nice and smooth and all the brushes for blending and shading and it's it ain't the same as drawn on paper or canvas or whatever we got shots fired over here all right listen am i wrong no and yes so here, here's here's my position on that use the tools that are right for the job okay sure so there there probably was a time where guys were hand poking tattoos calling those guys with the electric pencils the cheaters because they're not doing it the real way i mean come on i man. think that's different i think that's what? very different years well, ago i mean it's the same thing you're not using acetate stencils you're cheating 
that's that's not true either. So <laughs> it's technology, I, you luddite. Get over it. <laughs> I, I look, I I have a tablet, and sometimes I draw things on it because man, it is really easy to lay stuff out. It's it's a time saver. Yeah. But when you draw on an iPad or I use a Surface Pro, whatever, there are tools that they that people use to fix the line work. And you want to, sure. and and the blending and everything of the colors. There are tools that make that nice. Now, I'm not saying you should never use that, but I want to see that you can do it on paper. Because if you can't do it on paper, you can't do it on a person. Right. If you okay. can't do it on paper, you might be able to do it on iPad, but still not be able to do it on a person. Sure. Because there's no, there's no electronics that's going to fix your bad line work. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Maybe a, a blurry photograph will make it better, right? Um, <laughs> I think for the purpose of learning how to tattoo, you should be able to draw on paper with pencil or pen or whatever, like you were saying. Um, but I think once you know how to do that, using digital media is fine. Yeah, if you, huge if you're, time saver. If you're coming to somebody to learn how to tattoo and all you have is digital, then you might want to explore the world of, of uh, pencil and paper. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, another reason that I ask the people to write those papers for me, and I usually say like, you know, a couple paragraphs, nothing major. So. One one is you if somebody can write something, they you can see how their mind works. Like yeah, if the grammar's yeah. correct, if if their spelling is good, if it's one run-on sentence, like you know, those kind of things, you get to understand a little bit more about their intellect. Number two, you have that document for six, eight, twelve months from now to show it to them and say, Do you still think this? <laughs> and see how they've changed their opinion if they have. Yeah, um, that's pretty cool. So that's always been interesting to me to see yeah. people read what they wrote and be like, holy shit, it's totally not what I thought it was. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that, right? But I, I want them to understand that, you know, their opinion of this is going to change. Yeah. Because, you know, you're looking at it from the outside going, oh, sure. this is cool. Like, I, I want to be like these guys. And then you get in there and you're just like, what have I got myself into? This is, I'm way over my head. I don't know what I'm doing. And then you get to the point where you're like, okay, I kind of got a handle on this, but it's going to take me the rest of my life to master it. Or I might not ever master it. You know, there's, there's a lot of different perspective change that happens. And I think that's an important thing to show somebody. Yeah. Uh, tattooing? has exceeded every expectation I could have ever had. It's way cooler than I thought it was. That's great. Um, it's way harder than I thought it was <laughs> going to be. Possibly. Um, and that's, well, anything worthwhile is hard, right? Agreed, um, yes. Uh, the, one of the most amazing things about tattooing is um, how the industry has evolved and the changes and technology is a huge part of that, not just with, you know, the tools that we use to create art, create art now, but the tools that we use to create tattoos have yes. changed and evolved. And um, the fact that it's a constant learning process is outstanding. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like it, you're, you're never really done with your apprenticeship. You're just able to tattoo people without somebody looking over your shoulder, <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's, um, there's no um, 
stagnation or, or it's not static at all. It's, it's, it's dynamic. It's, it's always growing, yeah. changing, evolving, and you have to kind of stay on top of it. Um, if you're, if you're not doing it, mm -hmm. you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. If, if you got to stay on it, you know, you can't. Yeah. Stay. Um, I, I, I know an artist that is very anti-technology and, um, and it's, it, they're at the point in their career where that's actually holding them back. Yeah. Now. They're able to execute like beautiful tattoos, but we live in a digital age and you know, you've got to, you've got to be able to use a computer for, for, for office work and scheduling your appointments and, and all that. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's holding this person back right now. Maybe, maybe they'll realize that one day. I, I don't know, but it's, it's kind of, kind of a bummer to see. Yeah. That's a um, shame. And, and because I'm not done shitting on iPad users yet, um, <laughs> there was a young lady that came to us for an apprenticeship. Again, had been at a different place that was terrible because a lot of people don't know. You know, they're like, "Oh my god, this person's willing to teach me," and then they just dump dive in and they don't realize that you know this guy's a dirtbag and you probably shouldn't have a tattoo shop in a flea market and and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, she drew every single thing on an iPad and everything that she wanted to tattoo on people needed to be a, four times bigger than what the customer wanted and how she wanted to do it. And it was because she just kept zooming in on her drawing and adding more details and adding more stuff to it. And she was a, she was a great artist, but I kept telling her, I'm like that you got to simplify that. There's too much going on there. You know what I mean? You're not ready to do, six hour tattoos you need to shrink that down you need to simplify it and once i realized the problem was that she kept zooming in on her ipad i was like you just need to draw on paper for right now she was incapable of doing so wow she is not a tattooer she's last i heard a waitress at a strip club damn that's wild yep the uh, the crutch became a hindrance yep Maybe it's the same kind of situation as the um, airbrush guy that you had that was so used to doing airbrush that right. he, he couldn't not do it that way. That process right. was so ingrained in him. Yeah, um, God, what a shame. If yeah, that he, he would have been a great tattooer. Yeah. One, one thing I think that we have glaringly overlooked is if, if somebody wants to become a tattooer and and – get an apprenticeship and go through this process. The one thing that they should not do is buy tattoo equipment to start tattooing. No, <laughs> no. Because how many people have you had come to you and say, well, I've already got machines. I'm already tattooed. I tattooed my mom. You know, I, I've already done some tattoos. So you're like, I, I think I'm ready. Yeah. So many people during the shutdown, were like oh i guess i'll learn to tattoo now and they bought some cheap stuff off of amazon and yeah just went I had so many people that is that is definitely not the best way to way to do it one in because in in many states like florida that's illegal you're not allowed to tattoo out of your house you're not allowed to tattoo without a license and you can't get a license in Florida unless you work in a shop. Other States might be more lenient. And, and I, I know that there are some big name artists out there, some famous people that have private studios in 
in their house, but it's typically something separate. You know, they certainly don't have the family dog running around there. <laughs> private studio or whatever guy Edgerson has a private studio his house he built something specifically for the purpose of tattooing and it is for all intents and purposes it's a it's a tattoo shop it's just attached to his domicile yeah he's he's also a professional tattooer that's well established in the industry he's not some person that just ordered a tattoo machine off of amazon and decided they were going to learn how to tattoo in two weeks real quick so i i think that you know people that think the best way to get into the business is to just buy a tattoo machine first of all you don't know what the hell you're buying you right. don't know enough about tattoo machines to buy a good one and most people that are are good professional tattoo suppliers aren't going to sell to just anybody off the street i mean there no. probably are some there's a way to get those machines ebay and stuff like that but you don't know what you're looking at unless no. You know, you've been around the business, been around some artists that can say, hey, this is a good machine for you to start with. Mm -hmm. You don't want to buy some kit. Right. And if if you come in and show me uh, some tattoos that you've done with no guidance whatsoever, I I don't care how many YouTube videos you you watch. That doesn't count. You have already started a bunch of bad habits that is going to take twice as long to break as it would just to teach you when you were a blank canvas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's not like you buy a welding machine and you kind of tinker around in your garage. I mean, this is this is there's a lot more to it. Yeah. Uh, and 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 tattooing is kind of like there's there's three main components. There's there's the artistic end of things. There's the technical end of things. And then there is the medical end of things you have to understand aseptic technique and yeah. you know sterile chain of events and 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 cross contamination you have to have a really solid grasp on that sanitization all that yeah i i think you forgot one aspect of it that is is inevitably almost always overlooked by every single person who teaches people how to tattoo and that's the customer service aspect well, of course it. sure yeah it is a sales Absolutely. job and people that say oh well i'm a good artist you know i can do this and that and i want to express myself by doing tattoos that is not what this is at all if you want to be an artist and express yourself rent a loft buy some paint go crazy this is a customer service job you are rendering other people's ideas on their skin for them not you right right and and that i learned that that is the case in in any job where you work as an artist and and sometimes it is absolutely soul crushing um (laughs) but you're a tattooer who works in a tattoo shop your job is to do tattoos and it ain't always going to be the cool stuff you know Uh, especially when you're starting out if you are good enough and you are good at marketing maybe you can get to a point where you get to just pick and choose what you do you only do your artwork or whatever but those guys that are able to accomplish that and make a living those guys are the exception to the rule and and they they started out doing baby mama names and kanji just like the rest of us yeah i i worked with one guy who is a well-established artist at this point he learned to tattoo in the shop with us in in tampa and he was such a good artist 
that anybody that came in with an idea, like they would bring in a picture on their phone or just whatever, he would look at it and be like, okay, cool. And he would draw the coolest version of that you've ever seen just right on the spot. That was like his, yeah. that was done in his style. And like, it would be a gecko or something that I wouldn't normally be like, I want to get a tattoo of a gecko, but the gecko that this guy would draw, I would be like, man, that is the coolest gecko I have ever seen. I love how he did that. Yes. But he yeah. busted his ass to, to be able to draw like that. I mean, that's all the guy did. He drew all the time, every single thing, stupid stuff that he didn't like, but he would make it into something cool. Yeah. And that, that was, that's the way to do it, but it takes work, man. It takes a lot of work to do that. And, and he, he started out tattooing, you know, dumb shit. The customers coming, came in and asked for, and then he mm -hmm. realized, well, I can just make this dumb shit into something that I draw. That's cool. And he did that. And now yep. he's doing like all kinds of crazy, cool custom stuff all the time. Right. Um, but I mean, he put in the work and he did it and that's what you got to do. Yes. Drawing is a skill. And like any other skill, you have to work to improve it. And, um, you can always get better. I don't care what level you're at. And I, I start apprentices out with, with drawing the random stuff that comes in. And yeah, I mean, it sucks. How many different versions of infinity signs can you draw? You know, a lot, actually. <laughs> um, somebody that worked for us came up with the coolest drawing assignment ever. He had a, a list of common tattoo themes. And the drawing assignment for the apprentices was like, find one reference picture that you like of this subject matter let's say it was a, a panther he's like and then draw 10 different versions of said panther using only that as reference but not just copying that and um it's difficult yeah well he so he if i remember correctly the assignment is you do five versions based off of a tattoo or flash design right then you do five versions that are based off of a non-tattoo non-flash design so yes like, that's it uh wallpaper or 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 uh, national geographic or just any photograph you know mm -hmm. um that, so you had to draw it tattoo style from a tattoo and then tattoo style from some other non-tattoo reference and i think there was a hundred different images and by the time you're done with that assignment you should have what a, a thousand images yeah. drawn yeah yeah that is a great assignment it, it was dave brule that created that yes uh i during my apprenticeship all i did was draw that yeah. was that was the only thing and that probably lasted for about three months and that was it that that was my job i sat in the back at the drawing table and and drew all did you day. draw things that like customers came in and asked for or did you did he give you assignments to draw or were you tracing flash like redrawing I, drew, flash? I drew stuff that customers asked for using tattoo magazines as reference okay um at the time there was only two obviously this is pre-internet yeah um I learned a tattoo in a shop that was old and over the years, the sun had faded the flash that was hanging on the walls and I redrew every sheet of flash in the wow. shop, but it was cool. He actually asked me if I had difficulty drawing anything, which is funny because he had difficulty drawing everything. Excellent <laughs> tattooer, great tracer, couldn't draw. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I just off the top of my head, I was like, I don't know, horses. He was like, sweet. Here's a sheet of unicorns. Redraw this. Don't trace it. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah, I so, don't yeah. think that drawing translates. Being a good drawer does not translate to being a good tattooer. I think we've already discussed that at some other point. Yes, but obviously being a good artist is definitely going to help. For sure. Some, sometimes you can just get by on sheer creativity. I, I went to, to college for commercial art, and I mean, dude, most of it was just learning how to steal other people's shit to use for yourself yeah. and combining different reference materials and stuff like that. It was, it was crazy. The, the level of plagiarism that we were be being trained to do, <laughs> but man, it, it, it definitely helped me with laying out tattoos, you know? Yeah. So not that I'm tracing other people's stuff to make tattoos. Don't, don't, don't start hating yet. What do you think the, person look, wanting to be a tattooer what do you think they need to look for in in a mentor i mean besides the the you know just personal connection that you have with them like getting along with them yeah. and and being able to work together with somebody sure. um if i was advising somebody who was new to the business i would say hey you need to know what the expectations are from your mentor and from you so yeah. that everything is clear and understood and you know that you're going in a direction and making progress right yeah i think there needs to be milestones yeah for you to reach um and and it i, I kind of give a brief overview of what we're going to be going over and the things that that are important but there's a lot of stuff you're you're learning multiple things at the same time you know what i mean you're you're working on drawing tattoos and customer service in the beginning. You know, that's happening, happening simultaneously, yeah. you know, um, how to answer the people's questions and, 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 you know, just depends on the individual. Um, you know, some people don't have good phone etiquette and don't realize it. And that's a, that's a pet peeve. You know, how off putting is it to call the business and the person on the other end of the phone sounds rude or disinterested? Yeah. I think that, um, I, don't, I don't know, ask around about the tattoo shop. What kind of reputation does this place For have? For sure. And, and I don't know if asking other tattooers is the answer because um, people like to hate. But, you know, if do you know other people that have been tattooed there? Um, if, if you're hanging out at the shop and, and you see some things that, you know, maybe are unacceptable, any red flags, you know, you should get out of there. How, oh, for sure. How, how are they treating, how are they treating the customers? Are they talking shit about the customers after they leave? And, and I mean, obviously you're going to say something about a guy that's a girl or whatever, that's annoying or something like that. But you know, how are they treating clients of the opposite sex or how are they treating coworkers? You know, I mean, are they, are they nice to each other? Is there a pleasant and, and safe kind of vibe there? If not, that might not be the place for you. I, I talked to one guy, I asked him about his apprenticeship and he got along great with the, with the people and um, he was kind of hanging out and they were asking him, you know, to run errands for him, for them and stuff like that. Hey, go, go take this to, you know, so-and-so over at this place or whatever. And um, yeah, he realized that he was running drugs for him. Oh man, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, definitely avoid that. Yeah. So. I don't know, you know, don't just because they say they'll do it. Don't just jump in, like do some research. The young lady that I'm helping now, she just said 
she went to the first place that said yes. The dude had an ad on Instagram saying, I'm looking for an apprentice. And what he really was looking for was a maid. Yeah. And uh, I, I know the guy, and he's an excellent tattooer, and he's not a, he's not a bad person. But I, I, I think that was more of the motivation. And he did teach her some things. But yeah, I think that was the motivation. And I've seen that before, people advertising, looking for an apprentice. I, I would be a little wary of that, but that's not always bad. I mean, if you're a big company and you need staff, the best way to get them might just be to train them yourself. Yeah. There's a lot of tattooers, but there's not enough good ones. <laughs> that's the truth. You know? Some would say too many tattooers, maybe too many bad ones. One bad tattooer is too many. Yeah. Actually, I guess you should always have one. That's a good basis of comparison. Well, you also need <laughs> that guy down the street that's doing those cheap tats on those turds so that you don't have to deal with them. Sure. And the thing is, is if you're not going to be the best tattooer, if you're just going to be competent, you can still be successful by making up for that with your personality and your customer service. I would rather get tattooed by somebody that I get along with that I want to spend a couple of hours with than some dude that's amazing that's a fucking asshole. For sure. You know, I'm sure we've said that before, but yeah, the experience is is really, really important. So when you're going around looking for someplace to, to teach you, that's really important. How do you, you know, what's the vibe at the shop? And, and it's going to be, what might be a good fit for you might not be a good fit for me. It, it's, it's really, really subjective, you know? Yeah. And, and do your research, you know? And just because the person's been on a TV show doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be the right mentor for you either. You know? Yeah. You, you, you also probably want to spend more than one visit before you make a decision you need to be around those people in that shop or that person mm -hmm. multiple times so one day might be a good day one day might be a bad day yeah if if every day is a bad day just just book it on out of there just forget it yeah but, you know if if every day seems like a good day that's probably a pretty good sign you know and i, I think if somebody tells you no that doesn't mean you should just give up it does I not. Mean, yeah. I mean, like you already said, I, I think I told you this the other day. You asked me a question. I was like, no, I'm against that. Yeah. You're like, why? And I said, because that's my default answer. I just it always is. say no to everything. Yeah. It's easier to say no and then be then change your mind to yes. If you say yeah. yes, that's it. It's over. I, I I tell people no all the time. And later they still wind up getting in because yeah. they were they were persistent. They wanted it. There is a tattoo artist uh zach barber he tattoos in new jersey he worked for us i turned that dude down right off the bat he was getting tattooed by some of the other guys at the shop and they told him they were like you should ask jack if you want to yeah if you want to learn to tattoo and, and i was like no no and he continued to come in and he convinced those dudes to teach him and boy <laughs> am i glad that they did you know he he was excellent to be around he still is. He's a great guy to be around. He just came and did a guest spot, and it was great having him back. And, of course, if somebody's learning at the shop where I'm working at, obviously, I'm going to help them out, too. And that's 
that's kind of become a, a thing with us is the people that are learning with us, they might have one main mentor that's kind of calling the shots, but but everybody else has a lot to offer and, and it helps them out. And even even the younger tattooers that are real new, because they just went through it. They just went sure. through the apprenticeship. They, you know, all of that stuff is fresh in their mind. One of the girls that works works for me was told in the beginning of her apprenticeship, if she doesn't leave crying every day, then it's not a good apprenticeship. Who, and somebody in your shop said that? Yes. She didn't learn oh from us. God. She learned at a place in Tennessee. And I couldn't fucking believe it. I'm like, that's that's terrible. And she did. She left crying a lot. She was, um, she, she reminded me of if you meet a woman that's been in an abusive relationship, right? She was like, Oh, well, they only hit me a couple of times, right? He like, they should never hit you. Again. Yeah. She got locked in a closet. And yeah, that, that's ridiculous. There was a, a, a place locally that was apprenticing large groups of people at once yeah and and I, we've talked about this before the guy was targeting women mostly yeah and he would tell them the same things that abusive husbands tell their wives if you leave here nobody is going to hire you yeah. he really really tried to drill into their head that he was the only place available to them that yeah. would allow women to work now there's tons of women that tattoo in Orlando. Multiple shops have female artists, but this guy really, really focused on that fact that if they left him, it was going to be brutal for them wherever they were because tattooers are a bunch of misogynist woman hating assholes. Yeah. That's a form of fucking abuse. Oh yeah. But I mean, go to a place if you're looking for an apprenticeship where you where you feel comfortable and and you can get along with people and do some do some research and you know once you do get in the door clay what do you what do you think they should expect is it well, is it going to be brutal and abusive like so many people think well, i i mean i don't think it has to be i think there's going to be some challenges um i think that something that probably is a reoccurring thing that I've seen is it turns out to be different than what people think. And that's not necessarily a bad thing that that can create stress and it can be challenging, but I, I don't think that it's, it's necessarily going to be this hazing kind of fraternity atmosphere. Um, there's, there's sometimes antics in the tattoo shop, right? I mean, we're, we're, on the edge of, of acceptable society, I think, even still after the internet and, and TV shows have, have expanded the business tremendously, there, this is still edgy. And, uh, you know, there, it's not going to be, I think, dangerous or anything like that. I think you should expect there to be times of, of serious time to get to work periods where you need to make sure that you're doing the right thing. Um, if you're, if you're cleaning up after your mentor, you need to make sure that you're not cross contaminating and things like that. That stuff is taken very seriously. Yeah. But, you know, if you have some downtime, there might, there might be some goofing off and, 
you know, you need to be able to go back and forth from from being serious to relaxing and having fun pretty quickly. Because if a customer comes in, you got to be right back at you got to get back to business, you know, um, yeah. hop up and help them and all that stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think that <clears throat> it's necessarily going to be some abusive relationship. It shouldn't be. You know, it no. should be a, a generally positive experience. Um, right. But I think it should also be challenging. And I think it should be something that expands your understanding of of how the business works because there's coming from the outside. You don't know what, what you're getting into. There's no way you could know. No. And it's, it's, it's kind of like your family, you know, you spend a lot of time together with these people and just like your family, you know, we've all got that one family member who just loves to rip on you. And you know what I mean? Like there's going to be stuff like that. Like, you know, you hanging out with your friends, you know, you're, there's going to be some, a little bit of trash talking and, and, and whatever, but th- yeah, there should never be any physical abuse. And like any family, you're not all going to be able to get along all the time. We've all got a lot going on and, and, and life is complicated, but in general, yeah, it should be pleasant to be there. You should, I was so excited to go to the shop every day. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I really, really, really looked forward to that. And, and that's how it should be for sure. You know? If you if you go into a shop and you're considering becoming an apprentice there and somebody in that shop seems like they don't want to be there, there's a problem. Yeah. You should be you should walk in there and everybody should be happy to be there. If there's somebody that's not and you know, everybody has a bad day now and again, so it should be over a period of, you know, multiple visits where you can really assess this. Everybody should seem to want to be there. Right. Right. And yeah, they should want to be there. And like you said, there also is, is times where you, you got to be serious and you got to take it seriously. You know, we, we deal with, we deal with, um, with body fluids, with blood and stuff like that. And, and fucking around can jeopardize somebody's life. Uh, and it's, it's, it's that serious. So yeah, you got to knuckle down and take it seriously, but it is going to be fun. It should be, you know? Yeah. Be prepared to work, I think, is another advice I would give somebody. I think we've talked about that. Like, you know, you're going to have some duties and responsibilities, a lot of cleaning, you know? Yeah. There's always something that needs to be wiped down or cleaned or swept or mopped or something, you know? Um, If scrubbing toilets is beneath you, then maybe seek another career path. That toilet don't clean itself. And if there's not an apprentice to do it, I'm doing it. Or one of the other people's doing it. You yeah. know what I mean? You I hope you're doing it at your own house, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah. I, I I think again that um there are too many people that overlook um the customer service aspect of what we do. Um, I think that no matter how good of a tattooer you are, Mm -hmm. as far as technical application and art and all those things, if you are not providing a good experience and treating your customers the right way, you're never going to be successful. You, you, if you can't sell a tattoo to somebody and convince that person that you're the right person to do the tattoo for them, Mm-hmm. And you can't do any tattoos. Like your success is t- completely dependent on that. And there's a yes. lot of tattoo shops now. 
more than there's ever been in my lifetime. So that oh means God. there's more competition. Yeah. And it's, it's all about how, how you treat the customers, you know, that's super, super important. Your, your, your personality and your, you know, and sometimes with tattooing, you have to tell, it's one of the few jobs where you get to tell the customer no. Yeah. But there's a way to go about that <laughs> without. Yeah. You have, you have to have some tact. And man, I, I, I see it sometimes and I have to pull them aside and be like, dude, the customers aren't just born with this knowledge. You have to educate them and being a dick about it. They're yeah. not stupid because they don't know you can't, you know, do it that small. So don't treat them like they're stupid. That's that's hard because we deal with it so much day in and day out for so long that yeah. you kind of take for granted that people don't know a lot of this. And that, that person walking through the door, it's probably it could be their first time they've ever been in a tattoo shop, and they're going to judge the entire tattoo industry and everything about it off of their interaction with you. Yep. And that's a lot of responsibility. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I think another thing is if you see the staff in the store when there's no customers around, like you're checking the shop out, see if you want to be an apprentice there. If you see the people in there abusing each other and, and not being polite and respectful and professional with each other, they're probably not going to be polite, professional, and respectful to their customers or you. Yeah. Yeah. So beware. Especially you, because you're coming in and, and you're the peon, you know? Yeah, you, you have the lowest status. Yeah. Yeah. Some people have the right the right personality. Um, one of the guys told me the other day, in a way, he was disappointed that it wasn't more abusive. He fully expected it to be, you know, worse than it was. And and I I don't know. Maybe he needs therapy. I, I don't know. Um, I'm like, well, I'm sorry we let you down. We can definitely start picking on you. Um, but he likes that kind of witty, yeah, back and forth, you know, banter, yeah, banter um, that might offend somebody else. So it, it, I, I'm not saying you have to put up with abuse, but man, if 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 every if you're the kind of person that's looking for things to be offended by this might not be for you well there there probably is a tattoo shop that'll that'll fill that niche you know <laughs> probably it's, it's not one that you or i are working in but i mean no. they're out there um we deal with with adult things yeah you know even if you're in a shop that doesn't do piercing um you're still tattooing people um, sometimes in some very personal areas or the subject matter of, of the tattoo could be considered offensive to one person or another, you know, I mean, I, I, I bet any shop that's got flash on the wall, there's at least one set of boobs, Oh yeah, you know, and yeah. that's offensive to some people. It's definitely not like it used to be. There's probably not swastikas on the wall in tattoo shops now, but you know, that was a thing. But we deal with things that you might personally find offensive. I don't love everything I tattoo on people, and I certainly don't love every customer, but I try and make them think that I do because that's my fucking job. Yeah, well, and because you love tattooing, man. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. You can, and, you can love tattooing and not be into the design that you're doing that particular mm -hmm. time or really have a good connection with the client that you're dealing with in any given moment. But it's all part of it, man. It's all part of the game. What else do you think you should, you would, you, that we should tell people looking for an apprenticeship? I mean, you know, we've talked about how, you know, what not to do as a tattooer and, and some myths with tattooing and stuff like that. But like, how, how do you do it right? What, what else should we tell them? Well, I, I, I think that there, there's not one answer to that because every person's situation is different and every it, it's, it's going to be as different as any two relationships with any two random people could possibly be. So I think the main thing is somebody is comfortable in the place that they're going to learn to tattoo at. Yeah. And all the expectations are clear. They know what their responsibilities, their responsibilities are and what the, you know, the, their rights are and things like that. So that, you know, it's, it's a measurable progress that they're having instead yeah. of just kind of floating, you know, with the current, just drifting, who knows? Yeah. Um, I think it's also important to point out that not all tattoo shops are the same. There's different different ways to operate a shop and 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 we have how we do things. We are what's called a street shop. We are we take walk-ins every day. If there's somebody there's you know, if we have an artist available, you can walk in and get a tattoo right then. We we operate busy shops and 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 there's a lot of other people you'll be working with if you're not good working with a bunch with a large group of people you know a smaller shop is going to be a better fit for you you know sometimes dealing with a bunch of different personalities is hard for people so we do things a little different there are shops where they don't take walk-ins i i did a guest spot at a shop where you couldn't even go in the door was locked at all times it was appointment only huh. um and while i was there the dude allowed walk-ins um, so I could make some money and, and it was great because he never did that. There was, the demand was really high and we were really busy, but each shop is different for me. I wouldn't want to learn in a shop like that. I think it's important for you as an apprentice to interact with a lot of people, deal with a lot of customers, not even tattooing them, just talking to them yeah. or hearing your mentor or other people in the shop, talk to them and see how they deal. That way you're going to see a lot of different situations and how to handle each one of those situations or that type of individual. If you're an apprentice at somebody's private studio, you're going to miss out on a lot of the customer service and the customer interaction. And, and I, I think that's important. You also in the beginning are going to need to do a lot of tattoos. If you're doing one apprentice tattoo a week, like each week is going to be like starting all over. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's important for you to do a bunch of tattoos and that's what's so hard for somebody to learn out of their house they're not getting the volume of customers that that we're going to be able to provide unless yeah. you've got a lot of friends and that's important too i mean you definitely need some suckers to practice on in the beginning yeah if it, if it takes five thousand hours of doing something to to be expert at it or, or whatever the term is, then doing one tattoo a week is 
you're never, it's going to take your the rest of your life. Um, yeah. You, so if you want to learn how to tattoo, you need to be in a shop that has some kind of volume of business so that you can get that under your belt. I mean, you just, yeah. you, you have to do it, you know? You have to spend time tattooing to get good at it. There's no book you can read or video you can watch that's a substitute for actually doing tattoos. No, no. And so that, that should be understood. Yeah. I, I've i never... Uh, a lot of people shit on Huck Spaulding tattooing A to Z, speaking of books you can read. Yeah. And I, I mean, a lot of the information is outdated and, and whatever, but there's a lot of good information in that book. There is. Um, I think even the worst book written on tattooing probably has something of value in it. For sure. Um, unfortunately, to somebody that's inexperienced, they're not going to be able to discern what's garbage and what isn't. Yeah, book learning ain't going to ain't going to do it all. Um, no, I mean, I I don't think that there's anything wrong with reading about tattooing or watching videos or any of that stuff. Yeah. But oh, you, sure. you you need to take everything with a grain of salt. And and when you get ready to apply something that you have learned, you need to have somebody there that can tell you that is the correct way, that is the incorrect way. Hold your mm -hmm. hand like this, stretch the skin, tilt this angle, get the light correct. There's so many things that you don't even know that you need to do. Yeah. So you, you really need somebody that, that can explain that to you and and we probably said this before but just because somebody's a good tattooer does not mean that they have the ability to teach you how to be a tattooer i mean that's a yeah. totally separate skill set to teach somebody sure uh, maybe maybe you know if you're an apprentice and you're looking for a shop and and you've got some guy that's agreed to it it might not be a bad idea to ask them why why have they agreed to teach you I mean, they might tell you, well, never mind then and get the fuck out. But I mean, <laughs> what is their motivation? Because it it's it ain't easy to teach somebody. There's a lot of work involved. I enjoy that. And I know other tattooers that do too. And and then there's other guys out there that are like, man, I, they don't have the patience for it. Yeah. So why why does this guy want to be your mentor or gal or whoever, this person, this individual? Yeah. And I, I think when you do start doing tattoos, I can't remember if we touched on this. You should take a picture of every single tattoo you do. No matter how what you how you feel about it, take a picture of it. And then you can go back and look at that and analyze what mistakes you made and and um learn from that. It's a great learning tool and it's it's real humbling, like like you said earlier, yeah, when we were talking to go back and look at that. Well, especially now that everybody has a um uh high resolution digital camera in their pocket there's yes. no reason you can't take a picture of, of every tattoo that you do i also think you should keep a journal and write down mm -hmm. what your thoughts and and experiences with every tattoo that you do everything from the placement on the body what the skin felt like the needle mm -hmm. configuration that you use the pigment that you use um, you should get a critique on the tattoo have a have a mentor look at the tattoo and tell you what you did wrong and what you did right so that you know you know you can look at it and be like hey I, you didn't stretch the skin right here your line is weak you're inconsistent with your shading here it doesn't go up to the line whatever there's mm -hmm. certain things that only an experienced tattooer can look at and and dissect for you so yeah. you you need to make sure that whoever's teaching you can do that for you yeah you know 
part of my apprenticeship was basically a photography class. Yeah. You know, I had to buy a, a, a nice camera and there was nothing digital. It was, it was all film. Yeah. And learn how to take a good picture. And now that's not necessarily as important because there are some pointers that your mentor can give you. I think it's um, just easier now. It's still yeah. important. It's just yeah. easier. Oh, for sure. And and I can tell you one thing. What is in the background of your picture is just as important as the picture of the tattoo. Um, <laughs> when I look through people's portfolios and I can see they've got this nice, fresh tattoo that looks pretty good, but in the background is half a dozen empty beer bottles. Yeah. Or just like a overflowing trash can maybe or right. whatever. Yeah. There was one person that sent me a link to their portfolio and I was looking through their tattoos and in the background was a chick doing snorting a line of something. Nice. I'm like, holy shit, look at that. This chick's doing coke in the background. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I <yeah>. love tattooing. <laughs> yeah, that's so great. <laughs> but yeah, pay attention to what's in your background, you know. Well, that, that could be um, some advice for somebody looking for an apprenticeship. If they're looking at pictures of a tattooer that they might want to learn from, is there shit like that in the background of his pic his or her pictures? Yeah. Because that could be a warning for you. Yeah. Uh, you know, another, another thing, and this just occurred to me, is I think when you're going to start getting out there and looking around to see if somebody can teach you, I think you need to be familiar with what are the local laws regarding tattooing. Yeah. You know, some states require a documented apprenticeship or some kind of school for you to get a tattoo license. And, and once you do know what the laws are, I mean, look at the guys and the gals and people in the shop that you're going to, are they following the law? You know, I mean, yeah. Whether you agree with whatever part of the law there, there is, doesn't matter because you still got to follow it. You know, is it is it stupid you have to do A? Maybe. Because remember, laws regarding tattooing are people that know nothing about it. Right. But are they are they following the laws? Because if they're not, that might be that might be a big red red flag. Yeah. I mean, do they even know the laws? Sure. <laughs> Imagine if a, somebody, a prospective apprentice came into the shop and started asking you questions about the tattoo laws and you didn't know more than they did. Like that would be embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, an apprenticeship, when you're discussing getting an apprenticeship, I think each party is, it should be interviewing the other, yeah. you know, yeah. do I, do I want to learn from this guy and, and do I want to teach this person, you yeah. know? It's it's a two way street, you know. Some states have no laws regarding tattooing at all, or it could be by county. Yeah, um, I I know that um, one law in Florida is that in order to be a licensed tattooer, you have to be eighteen years old. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they decided that eighteen was the right number for somebody to perform tattooing but that's what the law says so yeah I, I, I guess they kind of feel like it's an adult kind of industry like i said earlier you know we're would you're gonna tattoo somebody in 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 a pretty private area at some point in your career yeah um other states don't have that regulation um 
we had a guy working for us for a little while that started his apprenticeship at 15 in New wow. York. He was tattooing people at 16. Um, and he was good. He was 18 when he came and worked with us for a little bit. Huh. That's interesting. So were his parents tattooers or something? I mean, how do you get into the tattoo business when you're 15 years old? An uncle. Ah, okay. I think having some real world experience working some other type of job before you learn to tattoo is certainly could be helpful. I mean, you went and you had a straight job. You were a welder. Yeah. You know, or, or what, whatever. Well, you, you were in the army. Stop. I mean, that, that sure. counts. Yeah, sure. Sure. But you definitely, I, I really appreciate the freedom and how laid back working in a tattoo shop is now, because I know, I know what the real world's like. Oh, I've yeah. seen it. It's it's terrifying. <laughs> and, and, and I see a, an issue with young tattooers. They, they've never had to work hard and, and, and some of them become like, I don't know, like almost like lazy and, and, and resentful. They, they expect more. You know what I mean? Because there's no, they, I don't know. They haven't had, to, they've always had it easy, I guess. Um, I think, I think um, every young person thinks every old person feels that way. But the older I get, the more I'm like, man, <laughs> it really is. It really do be like that. <laughs> yeah. Here's an example of how spoiled I've seen them get. There was a, a gentleman that worked for us and we we provide most of the supplies ink caps being one of them and um normally they were clear ink caps but it used to get ink caps and they were all different colors and sometimes it was way cheaper to buy them like that so yeah. we had colored ink caps and the dude sat down and picked all the clear ones out because he didn't like the colored ones he was mad about it no, I've had people get mad about. I'm fine with integrated ink caps. Yeah, I am too. Um, I've had people bitch uh, about not us only having nitrile gloves. I'm allergic to latex. If you tattoo long enough, you will develop a sensitivity to it if yeah. you're always wearing latex. Yeah. And so we just have nitrile. And yeah, they're, they're probably not as comfortable as latex gloves, but you they know. don't stretch. No. But the petroleum products we use in tattooing dissolves the latex gloves. That's true. So you should be using nitrile, but whatever, you know, there's, they're always going to complain about something. So whatever, it's totally off topic. <laughs> <laughs> so anything, any other advice we should give? I don't know. I, I feel like we've, I mean, we've been talking about this for a long yeah. time. Yeah, I know. I think, well, we define what an apprenticeship is. I, I still think it's a shame that there's not a, a standard accept, universally accepted apprenticeship process for tattooing. I feel like if we don't make that somebody's and adopt to. it, it's going to, it's going to be forced on us. The mm -hmm. government's going to do it or something like that. I mean, it's already in a few States where they have these, mm -hmm. these expectations. If we could have got ahead of it and just said, Hey, this is how we do this. And here's the process. Mm -hmm. And, and the government could just say, yep, yeah, well, that will, we accept that. I mean, at least it came from us. You yeah. Know? And it's going to be some arbitrary shit. Like, like you said, in the building trades, they require X number of hours of doing yeah. something before you move on to the next level. Yeah. Um, while that sounds like a great idea, 
each individual progresses at their own pace. Right. You might not need that much time. You might need more time. You know? Yeah. And yeah, so somebody that doesn't know a shit about tattooing is going to get together with somebody that thinks they know about tattooing. Yeah. And and create something terrible for us. I don't have the solution to that issue, but I'm real good at pointing out problems. Yeah, well, that's that's the first step, right? <laughs> sure, knowing there's a problem. That's it for this episode of I Love Tattooing. Sure hope you enjoyed it. Please check out our website, ilovetattooing.com, and leave us a comment or send us a suggestion if there's a topic you'd like to hear us discuss or you want to give us some feedback, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. See you next time.